Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Crema. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mans. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We wish you a happy weekend wherever you may be. And it's our privilege once again to be working with tall guy Nathan Miller at the board. He's our producer. Nathan, how are you? Be very, very, very quiet. They're broadcasting. <laughs> Good morning, Gary and Suzanne. <laughs> and supplemental cricket noises. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> cricket noises. Very good, Nathan. <laughs> so, Nathan, did you stay through the entire 11 innings last night? I actually did. I was uh, quite a game and a thriller. I really, I got to be honest, I'm kind of pushing for the Diamondbacks, but this is kind of one of those World Series where I don't really care who wins. I mean, I'll be happy either way. I'm just happy to be able to watch the finals and have some ease knowing that it's not one of the teams that's constantly there and you're hoping that the <laughs> underdog will beat them. It's a pretty easy one and fun one to watch this year. Very exciting. That's a good yeah. way to put it. I'll tell you, he, <laughs> Nathan would have been a terrible American League fan and a very bored one, a resigned one, if this were like, oh, 60, 70 years ago when the New York Yankees owned Major League Baseball. <laughs> oh, now it seems like the Houston Astros have taken that place and almost made it back this year, but the Rangers were barely able to s squeeze by. I mean, barely is, I mean, depends on how you want to put it. I mean, they went to the hill, both needing one more game to win their uh, championship series. But, mm -hmm. I mean, the Rangers, once they won the whole thing in the last game, it was pretty big blowout. So right. it's nice to yeah. see that we got young, fresh blood uh, going for the title. Well said. We'll see how it turns out. The Southwest Series, I think, is what they ought to be calling it. If they're not already. <laughs> another and little the World Series. Another little fun thing I just saw. It's uh, one of the first times in a long time that the two teams playing in the World Series represented states, not cities. Because you know how oh, most Texas Rangers yeah, and the Arizona, Arizona. Diamondbacks, yeah. right? Because most teams are named after their city or represent their city rather than the state. Yes, definitely. Well, here we are today, and, you know, we're going to talk to Kevin McDonald. He's one of those guys I have yet to meet face-to-face, -face, but you and I, Suzanne, when we lived in the Seattle area, we'd show up at the studio, and sometimes we'd see somebody who had another show, a colleague, and we'd get chatting with them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Kevin's the kind of guy I wish I would run into him in the hall. Yes, that's true. He was born and raised in Seattle. Kevin McDonald experienced life in a big way. From star athlete to actor, voice actor, restaurateur, sales and sales management, transit operator, audio producer, talk show host, creative consultant, motivational speaker, podcast creator, and in his spare time, I think he was a notary public. <laughs> As host of Positive Talk Radio on KKNW, his mission is to declare our freedom from hate, division, and fear featuring motivational speakers, music, interviews, and fun episodes to uplift your spirit and create something that everyone can watch and listen to. And we are very happy to meet him on air today. Welcome to Manson Mitchell, Kevin McDonald. Well, hello, guys. How, how are you? This is kind of weird for me, I got to tell you. Yeah, because you're always asking the questions. 
Now That's we it. get to ask the questions and you will answer them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will to the best of my ability. He said like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a kindergarten cop. i to ask you a bunch of questions and want them answered immediately. <laughs> First question I have right out of the shoot. Where did you grow up? Right in Seattle. Um, I Big grew city. up in, Where about? Uh, in the Ravenna district until okay. I was in... Um, uh, eighth grade, and then we went out to uh, Kirkland and the Fin Hill area, and I stayed there. And then after I after that, I migrated south to uh, the SeaTac area and Kent, and I've been there ever since. Well, you've kind of been all over between north and south then. Yeah, yeah. I like the south because the traffic isn't quite so bad as it is, you know, in, in uh, Kirkland and Juanita in that area. Yeah, Gary used to say that when he lived in Tukwila. Ah, when yeah. when we got together, uh, we lived in Bothell, and so we were we were North End, and uh, and I like Kirkland a lot. My my mom lived in Kirkland for a brief time. No, I'm sorry, she lived in Woodenville, but I used to go to Kirkland. Right, shop at the Trader Joe's. And over on the east side, people groan whenever you mention Kennydale Hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, excellent. When I was reading your bio, Gary and I were just looking at all the things you've done. And I guess that's one of the other places we want to start is, you know, what were your environs growing up? But then what is all this other stuff that you've done? You lived how many lives in one now? Well, if you read my bio like you just did, it, it seems like I can't keep a job. Um <laughs> Because I I've kept migrating to different places and and one to the other, and and stuff. But uh, uh, it's always around food service for most of my life. I started uh, my real life as a graveyard dishwasher at Denny's in downtown Seattle at 19, and then uh, went from there and loved the restaurant business. I love to um, entertain people and to host people and and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun for me growing and up. I'd imagine you were chatting them up like crazy in the restaurants. That's what I did. That's what I did. We had one, one time this guy comes in and he says, this Denny's is different than the other Denny's. And the, and the waitress just pointed at me and said, it's because of him. He's so loud. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's okay to be a presence, especially a positive one. I love it that your show is called Positive Talk Radio. It's not... Kevin, that there is a shortage of people offering that theme, but there are different flavors, there are different approaches. And when it comes to positive interaction with events going on locally, nationally in the world, you will never be short of subject material. That's for sure. Well, you can say that again, because there's, you know, there's, it's, it's nice to be able to talk to people about uh, being positive and living their lives to the best possible way that they can. And when you are stuck in hate, division and fear, um, it's just, it's not, it, it can't feel very good to get up every day when you're thinking to myself, yourself, how am I going to screw up today? And it's going to be nasty and, and I hate people and, and stuff like that. It's a lot more fun if you, if you approach life from a positive perspective. Were you always like that? Or did you have a, a dark night of the soul yourself where you had to kind of come out of something negative? 
I grew up and I was always a positive kid. I'm told when I was in, in the, my playpen, um, and I would smile at my, my grandmother tells the story that I would smile as she walked by and she'd pick me up and, and then give me a cuddle and then put me down. And I was fine with that and, and stuff. I've always been a positive type of person, I guess. Um, and whether it was, you know, in high school and sports and, 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 uh, um, as a manager and all that kind of stuff. I, I've, I've always kind of been that way because I like people. I just like talking to people. Obviously, you're in the right uh, profession now. What, and, yes. What, and, did you, what sport did you play? Uh, football, baseball, anything with a ball I, okay. <laughs> I played. And I also wrestled. Um, well, you've got, you're a Husky guy. You've got the kind of build for all the above. Yes. Well, I was uh, no. I played for Juanita High School. You know where Juanita is. Yes, it's, it's right there in Kirkland. Yes. And uh, uh, I played, and I was a nose guard, so I was right in the middle of all the action, and it was fun. And I was an all conference uh, nose guard, so it was fun. Oh, very. Good. I can see where you would be a lineman. Yeah, yes. somebody could run straight into you, and then they would suddenly would be staring up at the sky. We would like to think that, but sometimes <laughs> I was ending up staring at the sky. Hmm. Of all the, the topics for you to talk about, I know with Gary and I, we've been on um, somewhat of a, a ride. I don't know if roller coaster is the right term, but, you know, we have we've changed the topics that we have been interested in over the 16 and a half years we've been on air at KKNW. Things that have grabbed our interest and we've kind of concentrated on that. And then we picked up something else. And so we've had a, a change in our format from time to time, not radical, but, you know, a, a change. Did, did you come right out? I mean, how did you make that decision to say, this is what I'm going to talk about? Well, it's interesting because I started out um, in 2002, right around in there, uh, having kind of an epiphany of why am I really here? I mean, I, I had been in, I, I was in management. I was a chicken salesman. I may be the only chicken salesman you've ever met. And, um, but I, but at one point in time, you know, I had the wife and I had the house and I had the picket fence and the kids and the dog and the cat and all of that, but I just didn't feel fulfilled. I, I knew that there was something in within me that I wanted to do, and um, I didn't know what it was. Had no earthly idea. But I met a couple of folks. Uh, one was an old friend, one was a new friend, and my wife and I and they got together, and we started to learn about uh, different aspects of life that I had never been exposed to before. Things like, in nowadays, Meditation is kind of a, an easy buzzword. In those days, in 2000 or so, it wasn't really, a, and a lot of folks didn't talk about it. And I grew up Lutheran, and so that was kind of a uh, um, a taboo uh, thing with you being a Lutheran and stuff because it was of, kind of of the devil and that sort of thing. So, but so we got to talking about spirituality and different aspects of of life and our spirit guides and an angel and all of those sorts of things and uh um and one day my friend came to me and he said uh we need to talk about all of this stuff that we're putting out there and and learning about we need to get a television show 
And I said, well, I can't, I, I'll check it out. And, and so I did, and there wasn't anything that made sense to do TV, but there was radio. And so I called a station down in Tacoma, KLAY, um, and I just, we, they said, yeah, well, we, we'll buy you, sell, sell you some time, and you can put on whatever you want. So he and I and a couple other people went down there and uh, learned the art of radio. And we started bringing in psychic mediums and people that were very gifted at meditation and, and kind of a spiritual nature kind of thing. We called the show Spirit Talk uh, until we found out that that was more of a, a Christian thing because there's some of that going on. And, and so that wasn't really what we were talking about. And... Um, so we did KLAY for a while, and then I got hooked. Uh, well, you guys know, you've been doing radio for 16 and a half years in Seattle. It's, it, it is addicting. We're getting to talk to some of the coolest people on the planet and some of the great authors and some of the, a lot. Of, and you've, you've talked to, I went through your uh, portfolio of people you've talked to, and you've talked to some really cool people and i would some a lot of them i would love to contact with get in contact with but over time i got to interview neil donald walsh several times and gary zukoff and 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 uh, uh, linda francis and and john edward and and stuff and it just was a really cool thing so in th 2003 um my company was making major changes and one was being sold and and stuff and at the same time, KKNW was flipping their format. They had been a CNN uh, broadcast station and ran CNN News all the time. And they decided to do to flip to a block programming station. And so I called them up, and the, and it just so happened. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm sure you do. Cameron and Lucia. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We had coffee with them one time. Yeah, and nice people, and they had taken the uh, 10 to noon hour, I think it was at the time, and so they said, well, you can do two or noon to two, uh, and I said, okay, and I did, so I did noon to two, Monday through Friday. Um, so it was camera, it was uh, contact talk radio, and then at that time, I started with um, Spirit Talk, and then I changed the name to... Uh, the Kevin McDonald Show, Positive Talk in the Afternoon, which took forever to say, and so it ended up being Positive Talk Radio. So I did that until the end of the year and uh, ran out of money and had to quit and, and stuff. So that's the second half of my, my story is that um, right after I left the radio, I went through what I call uh, my bad country music song period. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. My my father passed away. My dog died. Oh yeah, yeah. That that sounds familiar. Just a a track of of bad things all at once, one after oh, yeah. the other. Yeah. My wife left. I lost my house. I I had to declare bankruptcy. I hit a bridge with a truck. That was fun, and uh, and then I got sued for fifty thousand dollars all in within about a three year period. And oh my gosh. Then I was able to to write the ship, and, and then I drove a Seattle Metro bus for twelve years, and wow. really loved that. But it was always in my heart to do to go back to doing radio, and when I could right. figure out how to do podcasting and all of that, and the rest is as they say is his story. 
I'm curious to know, Kevin, when you had that run of bad, or I say bad luck, but really yeah, misfortune for a period of about three years, what got you through it? Um, my, my newfound faith in, in that I understood that uh, uh, life was, was different than it had been before and that I felt like I had a connection to the other side and to my, to my guides and to the folks that are out there and that are all designed to, to help all of us. And uh, I, I, I'll tell you, there was a period of time when my wife left and all my friends went with her because we would, you know, when you, you know, when you're a married couple and you get together with other couples and, and stuff, but when that breakup happens, then they go somewhere and they went with her. And so it was just me. And, uh, and so there was a bad, some, some interesting times, but I always felt like there was more to come. It was, it was like, this was kind of like intermission. I was in my early forties and there's just so much more to come more to do. It's that midlife stuff. You know, in yes. midlife, we really get confronted by who we are on different levels. Well, I, Gary, I couldn't agree more because it's it's like, and we all seem to go through it. At one point in our life, we all go, why am I really here? What am I here to do? And what imprint can I have on the world? And some of us choose to act on it, and some of us choose not to. I chose to act on it and and to see where it would where it would end up and um, everything. It's interesting. Everything in my life has been one thing follows another, and it's all been kind of preordained. As an example, I got my job with uh, King County Metro because of my relationship with a psychic medium that I had way back in two thousand and two. Her partner was a supervisor with King County Metro, and so she helped me get that job. I wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. And, and so, so all those things are just kind of, they all lined up for me the way that they were supposed to happen. And that's what we call divine order. I, I was going to say that, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful sequencing. As a matter of fact, I can see God being an orchestra conductor the maestro, because we look back and we go, oh, that happened in order for this other thing to happen, for this to happen now. Exactly. It's like I told you about the guy that uh, said we should do television, and then we ended up doing radio. Right. I believe now, looking back on it, that he was one of those people that was brought into my life specifically to do that, because I haven't talked to him in 20 years. Um, so... We decided to do that. We started the radio. He didn't like it, so he left, and we haven't talked. And he's moved back east now. But, but I think that he came into my life specifically to get me to get into radio because that was, in in my humble opinion, even today, that was why I was put on this planet to do something positive with with to with radio and with that medium to help people live their lives a little bit better. You know, I think when you've had um, some of the experiences that you had when things were falling apart and you chose out of that to be positive based on the support and the information that you were getting from your, your spiritual life, 
that kind of is your street cred for uh, positive talk because it, it it isn't like nothing bad's ever happened to you. It's like, you know, bad things have happened to me too. A- mm-hmm. And there, there is a, another side. There is, you can get to a better place from there. And because you were, you know, kind of a positive kid and, and had a good attitude, you were able to kind of recapture that from your youth. And do you find that you, you still, I mean, have like a, a pretty strong metaphysical background at this point where you, you look at life that way, you say, we've got, we've got what's here in front of us, but then there's all this other stuff going on, the angels, the guides, the, you know, everything that is that you can't really see real well. I firmly believe that. And a matter of fact, now it's become a knowing for me that, mm. that my spiritual yeah. side is an important aspect of everything that we are, everything that we're about. And if you allow it to come in and and help you, then they will help you achieve your goals to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do, however you feel gifted to give back to the world if you do it in a positive way. And so, yeah, that was it's a very important aspect of my life. It, um, I'm going to get a little bit personal here now because we haven't been personal up to this point. Oh, what are the kinds of tools in your toolbox that you kind of go to? And in that in that metaphysical realm, I you know I'm thinking of things like astrology, numerology, the I Ching, a Ouija board. You know, are there tarot cards? Are there things? that at times you say i'm going to i'm going to go here and use this tool to maybe get me an answer yes and no yeah, i've dabbled in all those things yes and, and no would be a ouija board <laughs> <laughs> exactly well that's the one thing i haven't messed with is a ouija board but uh, <laughs> but i've messed with you know i've i've done probably 2000 interviews plus and many psychic mediums and many astrologers and and uh, people like uh, Ellen Grimes and and I know you know her yes um, and and a whole bunch of other different folks I kind of take a little bit simpler approach to it I honestly okay. believe that I have a direct connection to my guides I picture them as a group of guys in a boardroom with this big television which is my life in the middle of it and they are conspiring to make things work well for me and all I have to do is pay attention and listen mm. Mm. and there isn't anything more important than that awareness we talk about that a lot about that on our show, both awareness and perspective. You know, misery loves company. And when you have the perspective that, you know, everything is going wrong that can possibly go wrong, then it's hard to see your way out of that. When your perspective is more like you're talking about life is in a conspiracy for my good and they're all working on that, that's a different perspective and it creates a different kind of awareness so that you can see what it is that's working out. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> a lot of times it are it's things that you don't have any idea are coming. 
and then they just magically show up. Um, be it music, well, music is a big deal for me because I grew up with the Beatles, and and so I have certain songs that that I've taken to, and um, well, um, like when I did the show originally, uh, I don't know if you know the song "I Hope You Dance" by Leanne Womack, um, but that song was popular right about that same time, and in the in the course of that song, she talks about don't give up, live your life to the fullest, and and I hope you, rather than sit on the sidelines, I hope you dance, which is where that came from. And so mm. whenever I would feel down or depressed or I, that song suddenly magically, I don't, I don't know how they do this, uh, but that song would uh, just magically play. Mm. I'd be in my car and that song would just, and that would give me the, the validation that what sure. I was feeling was true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Music speaks a lot to us. And the the largest segment of the population uh, is, right now is the baby boomer generation in the United States. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think to hear music from our time and to, uh, let that speak to us from those days can be very uplifting. For me, they are. For me, they are. And I, even though I don't keep up with the music today as much, because um, I'm a little older now, <laughs> but but this is, the songs that mattered a great deal to me still matter to me. Um, and I'll hear them from time to time. And it's like, it's validation that they're looking out after me and they're, they want the best for me so that I can do my best to be the kind of person on an everyday basis. And I'll tell you, driving a bus for 12 years helped me with that concept of being a, a kind and generous person every day because I don't know if the last time you drove a, or rode a bus, but there are some really very interesting people that get on a bus and uh and if you can treat everyone with kindness and um you may be the only if you say if somebody gets on your bus and you say hey how you doing that may be the only you may be the only person that talks to them all day long and yeah. the only person that says something nice and that in and of itself is a is a big job for all of us to do on a daily basis so that's how i try and i try and live my life that way now so where was your route oh i would i drove mostly through the south end okay. uh, 150 the 106 the 169 now they've all changed these numbers in the last couple yeah of years. yeah but mostly through from seattle southward okay very good South Ender. I know it well. I know. Gary Gary likes South End. I do. You know, a lot of people, South End, why would you live down there? Because I like it. And it's yeah. close to the airport. And I used to fly a fair amount, you know, and uh, see my folks in Vegas, etc. And I like to just find down there. And I found people more casual. In Seattle, they'll sir and ma'am you to death. But there is a certain reserve there, I don't know if that's still the case, but it was when I lived there. Whereas South Enders, they're just folksy by comparison. Exactly. And Gary, you'll appreciate this. I currently live in a 55 plus mobile home community right next to SeaTac Airport. 
right <laughs> next to it. Wow. You get all three runways. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do, but it's, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice place. And, uh, it allows me to, and you know, if, if I can tell this story real quick, um, everything in my life conspires to work towards the goal that I set out for myself. Um, so one time I had surprisingly enough, two people that were drivers at the base I was at. And they said, you know, I said, I live in an apartment and they said, you know, you should come look and see if, uh, cause I live in Bow Lake, uh, um, mobile home community. You should look and see if there's anything there for you. And so I said, ah, maybe, maybe, but my son and I were out one day. And so I said, what can, let's, can we go over there? I just want to see what it, what it's all, what it's like. And so it's a gated community. And so it's, it's safe. And so we went in and, uh, surprisingly enough, the real estate agent happened to be there, um, who was selling these, these homes. So I explained what I was looking for and parameters price wise and stuff. And she said, well, let me show you a couple. So she showed me a couple. They weren't quite right. They were dilapidated a little older than I wanted. And so on the way back to the, um, to the clubhouse where she was, she stopped at another house that she did not represent. Um, we got out of the car and she said, you know, I don't know much about this house and I don't represent this one, so I'm not going to get paid. But we went inside and, uh, a good friend of yours and mine, um, um, Matt Shea lives, lived in the same, uh, community that I did. And he actually looked at my house before I bought it and decided he want, didn't want to buy this one. He bought some, another one. He said he just got a hit that he should do that. So uh, I bought I bought this house, uh, and as I was moving in, I'd always said, "By the way, this is this is generally for everybody. Be careful what you wish for, because you may get it." And I wanted to I wanted to do the podcast full time. I wanted to go back to KK and W. I wanted to do these things, but I was working fifty hours a week. And they said, if I could just retire, that would be so nice. So as I was moving in here, um, there's a couple of stairs and, um, I tripped and fell and tore my rotator cuff, tore my rotator cuff off, uh, the, the whole thing. And, and, uh, I looked like when they opened me up, it looked like I was, have you ever had a, a bone in roast with it, yeah. with the bone sticking out? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. So oh, God. it was completely devastated and so they had to put it all back together again and um so and a couple of months later i was babysitting my son's dog i fell again and tore my um tricep on my other arm had to have that fixed surgically and so i could no longer drive my bus and so i had to retire that was the retirement be careful what you wish for so I was, it all conspires for your higher good. Ultimately, yes. it was a bit of a painful, better good, but it, as, as they often are. <laughs> exactly. But it, but they, I was able to buy this, this place that I live in. I can afford it easily on a fixed income. And so I can, so I don't have to worry about that. And then I can do what I'm doing. And so it, it all worked out. It's people would say, my, that's a coincidence. It wasn't. It was all by design. I didn't design it. It was all by somebody else that is looking out after me. Mm. I'm going to channel David Brinkley. We're <laughs> talking to Kevin McDonald. We like him. 
He has interesting stories to tell. And after this break, we're going to talk to him some more. Stay tuned. We're Manson Mitchell on AM 1150. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Peter Canova, author of Quantum Spirituality, who blends science and information from the Gnostic Gospels to theorize about human beginnings. On Saturday, Harriet Baskus talks about historic Seattle neighborhoods and notable places in and around Puget Sound from years ago and today. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Kevin McDonald. And that Kevin, he's a bad mother. (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye to Richard Roundtree. Hello, Kevin McDonald. Goodbye, Richard Roundtree. I'm so sad. I am too. 81 years of age, lived a full life. He was an icon. Yeah, he actually was. He was at a time when it was all too easy for Hollywood to produce so-called black exploitation films. Richard Roundtree rose above that. Mm. He did. He did. Yeah, the, uh, the Isaac Hayes version of Shaft. I was playing this morning at home, and there's there's no words on it for more than half the song. <laughs> it's, but I, it's great. I just love listening to the the opening there. It's a lot of fun. Kevin McDonald, our guest here. He has his own show on KKNW. Uh, Kevin, if people would like to connect with you, hear about your show, get your website, any social media, any contact information, anything you would like to share with the Manson Mitchell listenership, please do so. Well, first of all, thank you guys for letting me come here and 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 spout off because I don't get the apparently don't get to do that enough. Um, but uh, 
Uh, so it's great. It's great to be here. You guys have a great show. You've been doing it a long time, and uh, and you've interviewed some great folks. So thank you so so much for that. Um, Positive Talk Radio. I brought back from because I originally when I started doing podcasts again, it was my independence report um, because we're declaring our independence from hate, division, and fear which I thought was kind of clever. and uh, But then when I decided to go back to Positive Talk Radio a couple of years ago. I have 450 podcasts of My Independence Report, and you can go to myindependencereport.com for those. And I've got 630-something Positive Talk Radio podcasts, and you can go to positivetalkradio.net, and they're all housed there and... Uh, um, and I also do four, three days a week on Kixie and no, on KK. <laughs> I get so confused. Uh, three days a week on KKNW and one day on Kixie. So it's um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. So Monday at three, Wednesday at four, and Friday at noon and Friday at three. And so we do four of those. I do six to seven episodes a week. We are, you can always find us from three o'clock to four o'clock Pacific time on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, which is um, Positive Talk Radio, and it's YouTube. We do everything live. It's video and audio. goes back 20 years to uh, some of the old stuff and a lot of the new stuff and some really, really cool people. Um, I wanted to ask you, sorry. Can I yeah, ask you no, guys you don't questions? Get to ask, no, you don't get to ask us. Who are some of the cool people you've interviewed that you've really liked? You mentioned Gary Zukoff and Neil Donald Walsh. And, and um, um, but, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Greg Braden. Um, okay. John and, Edward. John, John Edward. Yeah. John Edward. He and he was one that, that um, I got to see. Do you remember when he did uh, Crossing Over? Yes. I got to see his magic because it is it was amazing to me. Now there are people actually walking around in this world that'll say, "Oh, he's a fake and he doesn't do anything that's real." Well, I can guarantee you, I got absolute proof that what he does is real because he came on my show, and I wasn't sure if I would. Get, this was just an online show at the time, and I wasn't sure how many listeners we were gonna we were gonna have, so I lined them up. Our guy called people and said, hey, John Edwards coming on the show. You want to be read by him and stuff so I can line up the callers? The first one was my sister. So if, so the way John works, if I can tell this story real quick, the way John works yeah. is he gets on right before your show begins. He doesn't spend a lot of time chit-chatting. He gets on, and you start the show, and then he goes through his stuff, and then he leaves the show. So we didn't have a chance to talk about anything. Um, so he had no idea who the callers were going to be. I didn't set him up for anything. He didn't know anything about anybody. And, uh, the first caller was my sister. And of course we lived together for a long time and we had the same parents. So I know her story. And he talked about how my grandfather died and what my other grandfather died of and what my dad died of. And, um, what my sister's life was like. Um, he said that May's a, um, an important month for you, and it's her two grandbabies were born in May. She was born in May, and her daughter were born in May. And and then he said, "There's, there are you have a 
couple, you have somebody with the name of R that starts with R in your life. And she said, well, I've got a brother named Randy. And he said, well, that's probably it. But she forgot that her husband's name was Roger. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I had the opportunity and it was like, he was so spot on and it was so without her having to lead him in any way, shape or form. So I know, I know it's real. Um, I, I've been around a lot of people that do great stuff. Kim Miller was a, uh, psychic medium that I, that, uh, I grew up with when I first started the show. Um, she doesn't work as much now, but she was one of my favorite people to have on the show. And um, there was a gal I had on yesterday, and her name is uh, uh, Kim Lingling, and she has what she calls, she gives out nuggets of hope where she lives. She works with the VA, sends out hundreds of thousands of boxes to overseas um, uh, people uh, that are deployed U.S. military that are deployed all over the world. I, I just get to talk to so many, so many really cool people. <laughs> now I do so many shows that people say, you know, I was on your show last year. You were? I don't remember. So we'll just do another show. And it's but it's a lot of fun. And I'm I am like you two. I'm one of the more gifted, and I'm grateful for the gifts that I've been given to do what I'm able to do. It really is. I can't imagine living a better life. Well said, Kevin. Well said. You did have a question you wanted to ask us. Go for it. I told him he couldn't ask. Well, I'm overriding you. (laughs) You can do that. That was a long time ago. I'm old now. I forgot what the question was. It started in a Kentucky log cabin, if that's what you really (laughs) want. I want to ask Kevin about grit. He is his positive talk is home of grit. Where did that come from, Kevin? Home of grit. And what is grit? G R I T. What's grit? What grit is, is, uh, first of all, I got to tell you, in a little disclaimer, I picked this up from um, Pete Carroll and John Snyder. They're the general manager and the, and the coach of the Seahawks. And when they go to the draft board every year, when they pick new players, what they will, and they will tell you, we're after players with grit. Now, grit, and I can't, it's an acronym, and I remember, you'll, I'd have to look it up just to remember the, all of them. Gratitude. Uh, grat, thank you. Resilience. Gratitude, resilience, yes. Indomitable. Indomitable spirit, if I can say it. And tough. Yes, and all these aspects, they actually, when they go to draft a guy, they will check the boxes. Is this guy a tough guy? Does he have indomitable spirit? Is he um, is resilient. he resilient? Does he have gratitude and all for his life and stuff? So, I I took that and I want people to understand that we can all have we can all have grit if we choose to. Um, and it's just a matter of living your life, um, by the, those principles that always have gratitude for everything that happens to you, even the bad things, because you're learning from them. And, uh, and it's part of your overall plan to, um, to, to get there and, and, and be tough, be, be, enjoy your life and, and, uh. 
because we're not getting out of alive anyway. So you might as well enjoy it while you're here. You know what I mean? Who who would you like to interview that you haven't interviewed yet? Uh, Jim Carrey would be one. You know oh, who Jim yeah. Carrey is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because because he has um, an underlining spirituality that he just it's it's kind of like some of his. Uh, um, characters, he'll let them out and to go play every now and again, and it's this is an underlining theme of his life. Um, I would love to interview, uh, of course, Michelle Obama and uh, oh, and yes. and the Big Boss. Yes, um, yes, yes, and stuff. But but recently, I I had the um, um, I had the good fortune. Do you, do you remember who James Arthur Ray is? Boy, is that a familiar name? No, I, you know, it's just vaguely familiar. He was in The Secret, uh, the movie The Secret. Okay. okay, sure, we've seen it. Yeah, and uh, his his life as an example of things that can go from great to bad to great again. He um, he was he had a million followers after The Secret. He was on Oprah a couple of times. She flew him in a private jet. He was on Larry King. He was on all these guys. And then he was having a retreat, and you probably remember hearing about this in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, he was having a retreat. Yeah. Three people died. Three people uh, died. Was yeah. that the sweat lodge? Yes. 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 Uh, that was I a do sweat lodge. That. Yeah. And so he ended up um, being convicted of manslaughter and mm. spending two years in jail. Wow. <laughs> His lawyer said he'd never heard of anybody because it was a voluntary activity. He'd never heard of anybody getting uh, getting convicted of manslaughter for just leading the retreat. So anyway, so he lost everything. He lost mm -hmm. all of his money. He lost his prestige. He lost his followers. He lost everything, and he's come back in a in a big positive way and is living his life differently than he did before. So. You know, other than the fact that people died, um, that was an experience that he needed to go through. So if you're having a bad experience now, just wait a couple of minutes. It'll get better. I promise. We've had a couple people on our show that say that they didn't like the secret because it felt a little bit too much like a slot machine. You put your coin in here. And then you're going to get, uh, you're going to hit the jackpot. And, and they said, you know, life is not really like that, that there's, there was too much, too much, I don't know, salesmanship or something about the secret instead of, you know, how you really can have what it is you want. Well, you know, the law of attraction is an interesting concept yes. uh, because, you know, the way that they, the way that I read it when I watched that movie was kind of like, do the do the uh, storyboard, put it up there, and suddenly you know put a boat on it, and suddenly uh, a boat's going to magically appear in your life, um, or a new house, or whatever it is, and and just wish for it, and it'll come true. That's not exactly true. Um, you've got to set your intentions. In my opinion, you have to set your intentions, and then work your ass off to make it happen and follow your heart follow um the the messages that you're given and just really work every day keep focused be 
have gratitude for your life, but keep focused on what you're doing and good things will happen for you. Will it happen in your own time? Probably not. I mean, it doesn't happen the way that we would like it to happen. It's like, I'm sure that you would like to be able to say, I want a million dollars and then it shows up tomorrow. What well, doesn't work like that? But it can um, over time if you set your intentions and then you work hard to accomplish the things that that are put in front of you to do. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense to me in one particular regard, Kevin. You mentioned a million dollars tomorrow. Isn't it fascinating to hear the stories of people who won multi-million dollar jackpots and five years or so down the road, they're bankrupt. Yep. Where'd all that money go? It, it went away because they weren't prepared to handle success. It, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Did you, do you remember the one story where the, the guy got, went to a gentleman's club, which is a, around here we call them strip clubs, but in, in like Texas they call them gentlemen's club, and he had three quarters of a million dollars in a briefcase. And then he lost it all. And I mean, people make those kind of decisions that make that make no sense rather than understanding that it's a gift and then applying that and using it for good. I, I, I spend quite a little bit of money um, putting my show together and to make it work. Um, it's um, so if you want to <laughs> if you want to give me some money, you can go to uh, positive talk radio.net. But the important thing is, is that God God gave me that. It's my father's money. He is, it's a legacy for him. And that's what we're all trying to do, I think, is at least I'm trying to create a legacy so people can look back at the shows I've done and say, not that I'm great, or, but that the information that they're getting from them is positive and it can help them live their lives a little bit better. That's, that's all I hope. I, I often talk uh, on this show about the distinction between the messenger and the message, because there is so much good messaging out there. But if you if you're trying to make the person who's giving the message some kind of guru or spiritual leader, that that doesn't fly because as human beings, we we're all fallible. You know, we've all made mistakes we're still making them if we're alive, you know, we're not, we're not, nobody is perfect, but there's so many good messages out there. And with your uh, show delivering all this information about um, positivity, do you feel in a way like your show is a, a type of a ministry as to what it is that you are delivering to the people? Well, that's 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 kind of a heavy term ministry. Okay, uh, well, think of another term. <laughs> I well, it's it, it's because it's like uh, um, well, first of all, I agree with you, Susan. In service, you're in service. Yes, to people. Yes. Is, is that better? That's that's much. Yes, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll that I will accept and embrace. All right. Because I want to be in service to people, um, but it's it's like I I say the day of the guru is dead. Because yeah. it's it's now an, an individual thing. If I can help people recognize, just like the work that you do with the people that you interview, if I can help people recognize that it's all in their heart, if they open up their heart, they can achieve anything that they choose to do. Um, now, do they have to work at it? Of course. 
It, 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 that's by design. Nothing is free. Nothing is given to us. But you have to, and, and you you earn it. But it's all the individual. I think today is now the day of the individual. And I don't know about you guys, but I get to talk to more and more people who get it. Yes. Yes. There's a, a larger community uh, of people who are talking the same kind of talk that, that we are, that, yes. you know, are saying thoughts are things, watch your thoughts, be aware, look at something from a different angle, look at it from it's being for your good, not against you. Life is for you. And, and so, yes, I like having those people, you know, on air with us so that it's like everybody's boat gets lifted. Yes. What is it? The rising tide lifts all boats. And and a lot of that is on KKNW too. Okay. Other other shows are doing similar kind of work. They they really are, and uh, it's it's great to see because I, I've been looking for other radio stations around the country to to we take, did too yeah. There really isn't any um, that are have the same mode or same desire that KKNW has uh, to be the alternative talk radio station and and to really to put some allow a voice to come through that doesn't have like Hannity attached to it or or <laughs> yeah. Limbaugh or yeah. any 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 of those guys so um, KKNW I love and as well as now that we're on Kixie um and we're also on 50 podcast channels and and we're on youtube we have a quarter of a million views on youtube um so wow and none of that has anything to do with me other than the fact that i'm just simply the mouthpiece um i want i want people to recognize that they can do anything that they want to and if i can help them in any way i will excellent well, Kevin, I want to tell you, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you on the air. I had always heard good things. We hear good things. We hear there, good things. And you embody those good things in the work that you are doing, and you do plenty of it. So your commitment shows forth. I congratulate you on your success, and I hope that we will talk again on the radio. I'd love to meet you in person, too. Love to. Next time you're up here, I'll buy you dinner. How about that? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It might be McDonald's. we got to, at least a couple of dozen witnesses to it, our listeners. So uh, we'll hold you to it. Thank you, Kevin McDonald. A pleasure. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nathan. And join us again next Friday. We'll do this all over again next weekend. Let's hope this is the start of a great weekend for you, if it isn't one already, and a great week ahead. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Peter Canova, author of Quantum Spirituality, who blends science and information from the Gnostic Gospels to theorize about human beginnings. On Saturday, Harriet Baskus talks about historic Seattle neighborhoods and notable places in and around Puget Sound from years ago and today. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.